Welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping season three, episode 13, titled The Charming Man. But before that, we will get into some trivia for Terry, followed by Terry's tidbits. (laughs) So I know you're going to hate me because I just looked. And even though this is a one-part, 30-minute episode, I have five trivia questions. I that was busy is that day. Perfect. Yes, but it's perfect because I don't have much tidbits today. So let's do it. All right. So a win is a win. So what chapter did English class have to read in preparation for their class? Was it chapter two? Like, damn, girl, you good. Hey. What type of laptop did Spike replace for Snake? So what type of laptop did he have that was stolen? Oh my goodness. It's they called it the alien or like the alien. Alienware. Okay. I'm gonna take that as a win, you know. What does Chris do when he's not spinning? Oh my goodness, I literally just watched this part. And I feel like Emma was not paying attention to him, so I probably wasn't either. Mm, makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, she like, was too worried about Sean. Yeah. she Did he say reading? I feel like it was something very basic. Girl, good job. Reading and listening <sighs> to music. Okay. Too See, hard. I wanted to say listening to music, but I was like, but that's kind of very close that's to too spinning. Obvious. But that makes sense. Yeah. But I got one. Uh, what type of car does Jay drive? Dang. I know it's a black car. <laughs> is it? It's, is it? I thought it was an orange car. I hate you. <laughs> I'm not positive. It's, it's a Honda Civic. Shut up. It's a Honda Civic? I think so. Or it's it's definitely a Honda Civic, but I think it's orange. Because in like I've, season five, when Emma hangs out with her, she's like, I've only been in one orange car with like 14 speakers or something stupid. I think it was a, it was definitely an orange car then. Yes. I don't know. I will, the funny thing is I wanted to say Honda so bad, but I thought that that was too like American of me. <laughs> right. All right, last one. What punishment does Sean receive? He has two months of Saturday detention. Very good. And that ties into the episode that I just recapped today in my own free time, which was called Take Me On, episode 16 of season three. But we're not there yet. We're on episode 13. So do you have any tidbits? Um, I did not have many today. The only ones that I saw were about the title because it was named after song. But this is just the beginning of Chris and Emma's relationship. And then I was looking up like where Chris is now. And he actually hasn't done many acting gigs since Degrassi, but he was nominated for an award when he was on Degrassi. Hmm. Wow. Wow. For what? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I think it was like supporting cast or something like that. And they said that there was like maybe 10 to 12 other people in Degrassi history that have like been nominated for that award. I think the first person was like Liberty. Just that. I don't know where uh, Chris is to this day. Maybe still in the black hole with us here because there's not much he's been doing. 
I was really sitting here trying to figure out what happened to his character. And I guess he really genuinely is just in the black hole because where did he go or do I, did I just forget? And I yeah. feel so racist for confusing him for her next black boyfriend. I'm you know, I actually didn't even realize that she had another boyfriend <laughs> that was black. So you're teaching me something new. And I also looked at the episode titles that he was in coming up and there was only like five or six more and i might be Mm. being generous with that Mm -hmm. so i don't really know where he goes either nobody knows all right so are we ready to start our recap yes let's get into it all right so real (laughs) quick question was it a style or i guess it was to wear random fashion scarves around our neck in the early 2000s because that is what emma's wearing in the opening season And it was just very confusing to me because I personally don't remember it, but I also wasn't very stylish. If my cat doesn't stop. (laughs) He definitely has some feelings about the scarf. I definitely remember them being a thing. I don't think I was wearing them, but I think in high school they came back because I definitely wear them in high school, but I wasn't in high school in the early 2000s. So everything was about the layers. So I could believe it. Mm, You're right. I had a coworker randomly wearing a fashion scarf, but... Okay, so first of all, it was a winter scarf, but it had the word kids printed on the tag. So I assume it was her toddler (laughs) child scarf. It was very confusing for me. And it was like being worn as a fashionable scarf, but it was clearly a winter scarf. I was very confused by what was happening. But you know, like the the early 2000s styles are coming back. So I said, is that what Mm -hmm. this is? Like what's happening? Yes, I have vivid memories of a red carpet and I'm going to end up showing you the photos after. I think it was like Ashley Tisdale on a red carpet with a scarf and like a Mm. vest and like seven layers or something. I already know which picture you're talking about. Ashley Tisdale. It's not Ashley Tisdale, it's Hilary Duff. Mm -hmm. They used to layer it up with the scarves and vest and sweaters and skirts and leggings. (laughs) Oh my God. So well, bad. I have there's a picture of Ashley Tisdale wearing a long sleeve pink shirt underneath a spaghetti strap polka dot <laughs> white shirt. What the hell is this fashion? Because she's got like a sleep mask on her head as a headband. Yes. And a feather scarf on and blue jeans. But why would you have a sleep mask as a headband and also be wearing blue jeans? Because if you're going and slippers, why would you go to sleep? in jeans so bad it is so bad do not take me back to the early 2000s fashions like i really can't take it now you know i gotta look up hillary duff yeah i just like why did they do that and the kids are really doing that today no they did not do hillary duff the way they did ashley tisdale in this google image search because hillary duff looks amazing in all these pictures (laughs) And okay, I see the. I feel like so she's wearing a gold sequin skirt over blue jeans with a blue <laughs> shirt underneath a white shirt. No, but she. Oh, okay. So I'm racist because this is definitely Ashley Tisdale again. <laughs> it's like I went from the bottom up, and when I got to the top, I said, "This is not even Hillary." But I'm just as bad because I remember I told you I was like, "It's either Ashley Tisdale or Hillary Duff." Like it was one of them, and you know I love me some Hillary Duff, so no shade. But I feel like Hillary Duff used to dress a mess too. So oh, yeah. as you may you may have seen from my Twitter account, I am rewatching the Hills Laguna Beach series. Mm. And just seeing their fashion styles is like, wow, we really used to be wearing those outfits. Like 
the super low waist, like low waisted pants with the bootleg cuts that are too long to walk in. Used to be ripped at the bottom. We looked a mess and so does Emma. That is the conclusion of this statement. Tying it back in. Absolutely. (laughs) So I guess we still got to talk about this episode. So in the opening scene, Emma and Chris get to class. I think it's Miss Kwan's class. And they kind of awkwardly stare at each other. Oh, next sentence says, I stand corrected. It was Mr. Armstrong's math class. Mm -hmm. Amy and Sean are, they get in the class and they're in the back of the room. And I want to know in what world is making out in class ever acceptable. Like, I expect this at schools where the teachers don't care about the kids and Mm -hmm. the classes are out of control. I don't expect this at Degrassi. Yeah, because their classes are relatively small. And again, you have like five teachers. But it was so obvious. You know what I mean? Like Mr. Armstrong saw it immediately. It's not like there was chaos in the classroom and they were doing it. Like they literally were doing it as they started their lessons. So They are the chaos. They are. <laughs> so they're making out in the back of the room. Emma gets like, she's obviously upset and embarrassed by their behaviors because they like, cause this whole scene while she's doing a math question in front of the class and it's just really uncomfortable emma gets home and spike is showing her this new used laptop that she got for snake to replace the previous one the alienware i i'm trying to figure out what the hell she was doing when he interrupted her because she was like sitting at the sink maybe like rubbing something but not cleaning dishes i forget (laughs) what she was doing but it was a very confusing action i'm like what did she just interrupt because it didn't look like anything except like yeah emma go stand over there and just do something and then she'll talk to you and that's what happened in that scene act busy uh spike asked emma to add some files from the previous backup to his new used laptop which forces her to unfortunately see pictures of herself and Sean. But instead of kind of harping on the pictures, she deletes them and she pretends to be unbothered by them. She is very obviously bothered, and she should be because he was her first love. Yeah, relationships be dramatic when you're young. So, I mean, it's like the end of the world. You literally be feeling like you'll never find love again. (laughs) And child, you might not, but you will have a lot more opportunities. You got time, girl. Again, like I said, I'm watching the Hills Laguna Beach. Well, I'm watching the Hills now. I've moved on. And Lauren's like, oh my God. It's funny watching it because now that we're all, you know, like however many years have passed, she's genuinely crying over Jason because he was like her best friend. And I just know she's like, I dodged so many bullets with that man. But you have no idea in the moment. None. (laughs) And that's where Emma's at. So this laptop is a gift for Snake for his birthday. Which is relevant because there's going to be a birthday party later. But I used to talk, so I know I talked a lot of shit about like Emma and her obsession with Sean after they broke up. But like in the next scene, we see her at school and she is genuinely trying to be like, it's not my monkeys, not my circus. My name is Bennett. I ain't in it for once. She's trying (laughs) to move on. But JT and Toby will not let let it be. They're like, oh, dude, what about that scene? Well, what about what his his gang is doing? Blah, blah, blah. You sure you don't care? Because I heard they're stealing stuff. And she's like, b- b- bad karma for him. Oh, well, not a big deal. Yeah. That was my thought, too, because once you get deeper into the episode, you realize that JT really put the battery in her back because she was trying to get over it. And she was literally giving Sean the benefit of the doubt. But JT was like, mm, nah. <laughs> 
which pisses me off because I talk about it later because, yeah, he puts the battery in her back and winds her up. And then he tries to, like, slap her in the face later by talking shit about her still being right. stuck on Sean. And I'm like, but JT, she was trying to be over it and you were pushing her. Let her be. Yeah. But, you know, this is why I always say don't be friends with boys. They're not shit friends. Yeah. I'm trying to figure that out, too, actually, because why did he play both roles you know what i mean like what why did they throw him in there and why was he like stirring the pot you would think that he like wanted emma or something and that's not even the case i told you all i don't like jt (laughs) and he just proves it every single episode all right so always there's well not always but in this episode there's a plot b the grade tens are in driver education and spinner is incredibly anxious about the driving component Paige reassures him that it'll be okay so you know it's about to be a plot twist Back to plot A. Any comments on that? I literally was just about to Google because I never did. Is it normal for high schools in Canada to provide driving instructors? Mm. Like, did you learn to drive in high school? So, no. But they had a lot. Like, they didn't have. They had a lottery system. So, only a certain Mm -hmm. number of students got to have driver education through the school. Uh My graduating class had like 800 kids, though. But I don't even think it was something where like 400 kids get it. It might have been like a class of like 30. There was a Mm -hmm. very small number. I think there was a lottery system. Actually, my friend who's listening to this might say that I'm entirely making this up and lying it uh, about (laughs) it because I'm really sitting here like, did I just lie? Did I make that up? I know that I took it through an outside school. Yeah, same. So that's where I was at. But I do think that they had an option for a small number of students to take it through the school via the lottery system i could see that being a thing especially at a larger high school like degrassi because i'm thinking of my sister's high school and it was huge like i think her graduating Mm -hmm. class was a thousand so Mm -hmm. i could see them finding different ways to like keep the children busy because you could only have so many gym classes like they did ice skating swimming so i could see them doing like a driver's ed we also did ice skating and swimming that's so crazy. They had every sport you could think of. And I literally had one gym class that I failed. So whatever. <laughs> we did have driver education, but not the, comp- like the, the driving, the driving. Mm-hmm. So everyone, had, I believe, had access to driver education class, but only the small portion got to do the driving with the instructor. That is so interesting to me. I can't wait for my friend who's listening to be like, girl, you want <laughs> to that up entirely. Make that up. All right. So Emma is trying to work with her S-I-T-E club. <laughs> Ashley is present just as a side because, you know, we'd be talking about how them be, they're friends. When they discover that the DVD player is missing, Emma takes it upon herself to track Jay down and his gang, Sean included, to accuse him or ask him if they know what happened to the DVD player. Sean has the audacity to be offended by this accusation. Because you know he did it. Hmm. Hmm. You literally took the words out of my mouth. Like, he has so much nerve in this scene of, like, acting shocked. For what? It's around the people that you're doing it with. I don't even know why you're trying to act as if she would be ruining your reputation. Like, you're doing it with them. Everyone knows that you steal. It keeps coming up. You're not shy about it. Right. You're lying to the wrong person, too. I just took the note of the line. I have a TikTok for it as well. Like one of my top favorite Jimmy quotes where Sean is like, I am, 
I don't do like follower activities. And Jimmy's like, okay, tell that to Jay the next time y'all want to steal something. Like everybody knows you steal. Yeah. And he's really trying to act shocked and like gaslight her low key because you stole the laptop. Like you put the battery in Jay's back to steal the laptop. And now you're here stealing other things because of your first idea. Like your initial idea. You could just be like, mind your business, bitch, and back off, and (laughs) it would be fine. It would be a better response, because this is like, men have the audacity a lot of the time, if not 99%. -hmm. (laughs) Right. So Emma's over here giving Sean a dirty look when Chris sees this as an opportunity to shoot his shot. He invites her out for milkshakes. I liked how he clarified. He's like, it's a date. Because if we recall, when she went on her first date with Sean, it was like, is it? Isn't it? I don't know what it is. And Chris made it really easy for her to say, yeah, this is a date. I'm asking you on one. Yeah, I do like that. I like that a lot. I liked that Chris was really trying to get to know her this episode. Like, considering that they had that little weird thing go on in the club. Now he's finally single. And he's really out here, like, trying to talk to Emma and, like, be... 10 times better than Sean, I'm assuming, as he can see that she was in a very right. crappy Chris relationship really nice, as well. He was a really nice guy. Y'all know I can't stand men, boys, whatever. But I feel <laughs> like he was, had a very nice flat character. And again, he also broke up with Melanda, even though she probably broke up with him. But like, and I guess he did kiss Emma while he was still with Melanda. Okay. Well, you know what? They yeah. in high school. Okay. For what is right. worth, comparably speaking, he was a very nice guy. Very nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, in driver education, Spinner and Co. are waiting outside of Degrassi for the arrival of their driver ed instructor. Jimmy offers some words to help ease Spinner's anxiety. He's like, oh, my cousin Mary or Merle or whatever was so nervous for her first time driving that she ran over her mother twice. He's just such a jerk. But I just think the joke is really funny. Man, I love how he like teases Spinner. I appreciate their friendship before, you know, Spinner really takes it to the next level and ruins it for everybody. The usual. This this made me laugh because, what was I going to say? I had made the note that I know, like, one of my friends here told me that she went to driving school in Texas in a small town. Mm -hmm. And they never had to actually drive a car. Like, they just had to take the written test. Which explains so much Mm. about the drivers Mm -hmm. here in Texas. And I just had that note because I was just like, there's so much going on in this driving scene where it's just like, there's mad of them in the car. I don't understand why everyone has to be in the car. This is nerve wracking. But then you have states that literally don't make you drive. So I guess it could all be worse. They're just literally preparing you for the best. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I thought that in the state of Illinois, all you basically had to do at over a certain age is take the test that sounds similar to something i've heard of in connecticut like they changed the law recently and i'm looking at this it says that if you're between 18 and 20 and you don't have a license you have to present proof of successful completion of a six-hour adult driver education and training course but i think if you're over 20 i think that maybe you can just i don't know i'm too lazy to google this right now but I, I'm pretty sure that it's like, yeah, you know, you 25 years old, you just go ahead and go get your license. Um, I mean, you probably have to take a test. Who knows? I don't know. But the people out here can't drive either. So, girl, it doesn't make any sense to me. Meanwhile, Canada but, over here preparing everybody. 
I was like, I'm sitting here thinking that my friend had to teach her dad how to drive and her friend had to let her teach her how to drive. So, and they were older. So clearly somebody, but mm, I don't know. I got to ask her. Anyway, so where are we? Uh, The teacher arrives and surprise, surprise, it's a new instructor, a man who Paige becomes very flustered over. This dramatic ass romantic song plays in the background as someone on set (laughs) seems to blow a fan through Paige's hair. So ridiculous. (laughs) Paige makes a huge ordeal out of getting in the car, accidentally catching her purse outside the door, dragging it on the ground while she drives. (laughs) She she attempts to turn the car on, even though it's already on, and Spinner and Jimmy are just cackling in the background. To which, serious question, how the hell did Spinner and Jimmy end up in the same group? That's what I'm saying. Like, they weren't setting anyone up for success. They were really doing a worst-case scenario here. I mean, like, the fact that they are (laughs) together makes no sense. It's crazy. Back to our leading lady, Emma Nelson. Emma is on a date with Chris at the Dot, which apparently sells milkshakes, too. And so I was at this point where I'm like, I need to know every food item on the menu because they have hamburgers, <laughs> salads, and milkshakes, which all seem normal. But I also recall someone getting sushi there, and I want to <gasps> see the menu. I want to see it. Yeah, that would be such an odd diner if they had sushi because they literally have sandwiches too, according to Paige later. So right, I and it's like okay, these items make sense. It's like you're at your local like Red Robin, but also mm-hmm. all these other items. Anyway, Chris asked to share Emma's milkshake after gulping his down. And now I guess I wanted a milkshake at this moment, even though it's 30 degrees outside. They giggle. (laughs) They share a cute little moment that gets ruined by Sean and his gang. Interesting fact. Someone was talking about how Degrassi was racist and like Degrassi is racist. But they were like, yeah, everyone in their gang and all the bad characters are always black. And I know that shows do that all the time. But that is not the case with the OG gang of TNG, which is Sean, Jay, Alex, Amy. I guess Alex mm-hmm. is uh, Latina, but you know, Latinos can be white too. Race and ethnicity are two separate things. But it's like, I see that for late their later gangs. But even in the later gangs, it's like Zig is in the gang and he's like this little mm-hmm. white boy. You know, that's a good point. I think what Degrassi does, though, is all the people that are in a gang are like they do not come from a family with money i was trying to figure out how to say that like mm, yeah that- but they're definitely the poor kids you know yeah that's true yeah i will say that obviously we know that degrassi is really limited in their development and flushing out of the black and non-white characters absolutely gonna get that to you but they don't make all their black and brown characters the villains right i don't think at least not in this case in this case, we see a gang, and it is not all the uh, just made up of all of br- black and brown people, such as was suggested in later seasons. Anyway, on to the next point. They walk in. Chris is like, hey, girl, do you want to leave? But she's like, no, no, no. I'm going to stay. He is not going to ruin my date. He's asking Emma about her petition for the environment, which is just cute because you're saying like he was genuinely trying to get to know her. But he Emma's was. distracted. For what it's worth, I'm going to be getting on my nerves. You know she works my nerves. <laughs> but like, if your ex stole your stepdaddy's laptop and he was at the same place where you want to date trying to mind your business, 
and your friend been winding your back up because he like making you mad about this all over again. And you never really got what you deserve for, I mean, it was a punishment for him. I mean, how would you not just be mad and unable to focus mm-hmm. and mean mugging him while you want a date? I yeah. see where she's coming from. Mm. I wish she had chosen to leave, but she's like, what, 14, 15? 14, I'm going to say, because I know Manny is 14 in the next episode because she says, I'm 14. <laughs> but we'll get there when we get there. No, I think you literally took the words out of my mouth again because that's the same thought I had about it. Like, Emma actually really deserves to be pissed. We know she takes things too far, and I too would have loved for her to just be like, actually, let's get out of here. But, like, your ex-boyfriend literally stole from you. Someone stealing from you is the wildest feeling. Like, you feel very betrayed. And it's someone that she dated. It's not even just a stranger. Like, and he knew that your stepdad had cancer. Like, that's really crazy. Like, that's very spiteful. So I, too, would be very pissed. Yeah. My biggest thing is that she doesn't mind her own business on a larger scale. Right. She just seems to always be there in the background, always making everything (laughs) her business. Although I will say for what it's worth. It seems with this whole, because she is hanging out with Ashley and this whole Manny, Ashley, Craig love triangle has yet, it's exploded it, but it wasn't at Emma's hands. Mm -hmm. So she did keep her mouth shut on that. And we know how nosy Emma is. So even though she wasn't friends with Manny, she didn't go snitching on her. So I'll give her that. You know, that's really trying to give credit where it's due. (laughs) So Emma's pretty pissed. We hear her say, just look at them. They think they can just take whatever they want. Chris tries to get Emma to mind her business, but he doesn't know that the Venn diagram for white women and minding one's own business are two separate circles. Hang on a second. <laughs> someone, is, someone has a nerd to be calling me. So Emma gets the manager's attention about their stealing. And then the next scene, we see Chris and Emma walking home from their date. It should be noted that Chris and Emma are wearing regular clothes. They're outside. But, and there was a Christmas tree and it was snowing in the last episode. It is Canada. What about Canada in January, December? Means that we're outside in regular clothes. Anyway. In a horrible outfit kind of, at that. I briefly theorized that perhaps they were, um, that they aired these episodes out of order. But I think something happens later that I'm like, mm, it, it, I don't know. Feels like they could have changed something. But anyway. What is happening? Emma invites Chris to Snake's birthday party and we get a full view of her outfit, which you just (laughs) noticed. I am hoping Terry tells us where we can get this outfit from because it was just (laughs) that cute. Jay pulls over to ask a question that a lot of other people want to know. Why are you always getting into other people's business? It's a valid question. I know she's pissed at at Sean. I get why she's pissed. (sighs) It's hard because she is nosy, but she also has a right. right. Anyway, so question. What would you have done if you saw your ex who stole from you stealing at the dot? Would you have snitched or would you have left? I definitely would have snitched. I am too petty to just get up and go. I will tell you that right now. I also am not great with confrontation, so I don't know that I would have snitched, but I feel like I would have drawn attention to the situation in some way. <laughs> so I'm definitely petty. But I think I have more of like a sneaky petty thing where I absolutely would have gotten back at John. 
but right. there would have there would have been absolutely no proof that it was me. It's That's not very where I would have I wouldn't have slashed your tires. I wouldn't have I don't know. I cannot say what I would have done. I would have left the dot, but I would have mm-hmm. gotten mine. You would have paid the consequences. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's what it is. I wouldn't have spoken to you. I would have pretended you did not exist. You would have right. never, you would have never known that you bothered me, but you would have bothered me and I would have gotten revenge. I that's actually a follow point. a subreddit called Petty Revenge. So that's where I am. <laughs> I would have signed, I, and you know what, actually now I think about it, I, I've seen like a couple of TikToks about this. In today's age, if I were Emma's age, this would have been the great opportunity to buy up a bunch of keys, put Sean's number on it, and drop them all over town. So he's getting a bunch of random <laughs> phone calls from people saying, I found your keys, signing him up for every single mailing list possible. All of the like most petty, inconvenient things, I would have done it to him. And I mm-hmm. wouldn't have stopped. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. I think I a part of me would want to stay too to be petty because you see me on a date with somebody but I think I if I were to stay I would have been better than Emma in the sense that I wouldn't have let him know that I was looking at him you know what I mean like I would have been having the time of my life I would have been laughing loud as fuck (laughs) the way he would have been drinking my milkshake and I don't just mean I don't just mean the milkshake in the store oh my god put on a whole show absolutely are you kidding me that's like my like you dream gonna, sequence you, right there. You want to put that show on in Mr. Armstrong's class? Baby, we not in the classroom now. So let me show you the show we going to put on out here. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. Yeah. Because that's what Chris I ain't got done. no girlfriend. We not in class. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Jay tells Emma that he's banned from the dot from life. I want to look into the future. Jay is not. Oh, I guess... Jay goes into the dot in the future, but at this point in time, like several years down the line, one of his friends is the manager. So that ban is eventually lifted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's like, if y'all are going to ruin my fun, then I'm going to ruin yours. He and Emma go back and forth until he vaguely admits to stealing Snake's laptop. And Sean appears to be shocked at this reveal. He takes it a step further and he's like, what's she going to do? She's smart. Shut up for once. Emma isn't smart. She's not going to <laughs> shut up. And she's pissed because she's like, so you just admitted that you stole this shit and there's nothing that uh, the what I would have gotten. Sean would have gotten what he had coming to his ass. Mm-hmm. As he lied to her face, what, a couple hours earlier? That's crazy. But I'm also very like big picture thing. And. I would have done something petty to him. But at the end of the day, Emma doesn't need to do anything to Sean to make him suffer. She could have kept her hands behind his back and let him fail himself the way the way and the where his life is going. She don't got to do shit to make him suffer. That's All true. And that's not pick up her phone. Right. That's the long game. You know what I mean? So I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. I would do the short game and I would just wait on that long game. Mm-hmm. Let you ruin your life. <laughs> Absolutely. It's fine with me. All right. So she's pissed and she's like, I'm about to avenge the loss of Snake's laptop. And Chris is like, oh, Jesus Christ, girl, move on. He interrupts yeah, me. I'm not trying to talk about your ex. Right. Anyway. Oh, my God. And we haven't even heard anything about Melanda ever again, I think. 
Man, nothing. And don't she does she go to their school? I'm pretty sure she does because he sends right. her flowers. Yes. Right. That's so a good point. Spinner, Spinner and Jimmy enter class. They're mocking Paige's terrible driving. Paige privately calls Paige out for having a crush on her driving instructor. Well, more on this later. Emma comes across an old picture of herself and Sean, and they play this dramatic-ass music as they do. She tries to move on, only for Sean to walk by her in the hall with a box. Nancy Drew, as Sean calls her, takes it upon herself to follow him. Sean pretty consistently has awareness of his surroundings, and so, of course, he sees her. I know our breakup sucked, and I'm sorry you got hurt. Okay? But that was months ago, and what I do with Jay and with Amy is none of your business. Question. Do you agree with Sean? No. (laughs) This is my business. I don't care what you do to other people, but the fact that it stems from you stealing from my stepdad absolutely is my business. Like, are you Mm. kidding me? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because would she be this upset if he didn't, if she didn't originally suspect and now know that he Mm -hmm. stole her stepdad's laptop? I... I know she's a nosy ass bitch. And I think if he didn't steal the laptop, I will be on his side with this. Mind your business and move on, bitch. It's time to let go and let God, as they say. <laughs> but in this case, no, um, you stole my stepdad's laptop. I'm going to make you pay for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's literally like, I don't care what she doesn't necessarily care what he's doing. Otherwise, like it really does stem from the fact that you stole from Snake first. And now you're on this long running thing and she can't do her meeting because you stole the DVD player. But ultimately, it is her business. And no one cares what you do with Amy. Like she really didn't care too much about that. It's the fact that you stole. Like, <laughs> But he do be flaunting that relationship in her face. Did you have to make out in the back of class? Like stop. While she was exactly while she was the one that was going up to the board. Like, and, but yeah, she has every right to care. This is nuts. Mm hmm. Um, Back in the grade 10 crew, they're sitting around outside in beautiful January weather when Spinner tells Paige he liked the instructor. So what's the problem? Hazel makes a slick remark about how Spinner isn't the only one who liked the instructor. And that is when it dawns upon upon Jimmy. I get it. Falcone is hot, right? Spinner's (laughs) dumbass still hasn't put two and two together because Jimmy has to spell it out for him further. Because Spinner's impulse is to be like, okay, Marco, and bring up, did you forget that Marco's gay? Marco's gay. Right, right. Once he figures it out, Spinner is jealous, like the, again, dumb as he is. I do give Spinner his credit where it's due. He has his lines when he has them. Maybe not this episode, but he might have one. He has a great one in next episodes that we will talk about later. But yeah, so- this is not a high moment for him. So he's acting like a jerk to Falcone down during the next last class. Spinner hits a cardboard family and then a car all while Jimmy sits in the back seat, just like cringing. This man stays in debt for car related issue because right now, so it's like he was first in debt because of the cafeteria. Now he's in debt because he has to pay for the car that he damaged. Later he's in debt again. Like he, he's always paying and working. That. That's what I was trying to remember what the other thing was that he ends up doing. But I made the note. He just literally is always going to work because he always has to fix something that he did when he wasn't using his brain. Like, hello? (laughs) 
It's wild because season one or episode one of season four, finally, it's not his fault, but he still don't have a car and he's still trying to pay to get it fixed. It's not on him. It's now on Paige. But we're not there yet. Girl, um, no brains. So Paige comes to the dot to make him feel better about her crush on Falcone. Spinner apparently switched their driving instructor back to Gonzalez, which is wild that they have the ability to do that, but who am I? For our episode close, we see Chris sit down next to JT at the computer lab, for which JT asks Chris, how are things going with Emma? I told y'all I hate JT, and this is one of my many reasons. Emma <laughs> tried so hard to move on from Sean at the beginning of this episode, and JT is egging her on. But now he turns around to like tell Chris that Emma's damaged goods because of Sean. But he's part of the damn problem. You are the reason why she's damaged good, JT. She tried to mind her business. Yeah. This scene is so interesting. Right. Or his teeth. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really trying to figure out why they put so much emphasis on this scene. Like, this is nuts. It just seems so unwarranted from JT. Like, don't you have Paige or someone else to worry about? Like, are you not trying to steal someone's girlfriend or go after Manny or do something that has nothing to do with Emma. It's just weird. Cause you put that energy in the air for her. She, again, she really wasn't trying to worry about him. And you know what he, I feel like is it next episode? He's being very mean and snotty about Liberty and not this next episode, mm-hmm. but the second part of the two part episode, he's just mean. What is he going through? Like he's not even cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he didn't even have a glow up. No, he <laughs> does not. All right. I'm sorry. And anyway, so speaking of the devil, Emma shows up to tell Chris they're going to go lie to Radich about the missing DVD player so that he searches Jay's car. Chris is not on board, but he does it anyway because he likes Emma. Emma and Chris lie to Radich about their anonymous tip. Emma tells a whole story. She's like, I saw Sean and Jay loading equipment into Jay's Honda Civic at 4 p.m. the previous day. So Raditz organizes a search party of Jay's car, and Sean instantly knows it was Emma's fault. Pissed, Sean tells Mr. Raditz to go to hell, which earns him Saturday detention for two months. This seems to be enough for Emma. She rushes to tell Chris about the outcome, only to reveal her true intentions. She's like, Sean is finally going to pay for what he did to me. Chris is like, damn, I am wasting my time. So he walks away. <laughs> All Jay's fault. And it is. It's literally just like you swore to him that it wasn't about you. <laughs> so you literally forget that the minute that Sean gets what he deserves. Also, them rummaging through like Jay's car and like making a public spectacle of it seems like poor a poor decision on like leadership's part. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I don't think the school should have been out there for that. Can I just say, if Emma weren't such a shitty friend, she'd be hanging out with Manny. And your girl would, first of all, tell you, like, Manny would help Emma get revenge on Sean. So true. Manny would have been in her corner. and she's But she's friends with the wrong people. Anyway, so it's Snake's birthday party and Emma's there all by herself. No, Chris. Emma goes to the mall. She finds Chris and she tries to cozy up to him. He's originally re- resistant. But she's like, can I please have another chance? I'll never talk about Sean again, except that I am going to admit that Sean broke my, or I only did what I did because Sean broke my heart, but she might feel better. Chris comes over for some birthday cake. I looked up Snake's birthday because I was nosy about like when his birthday is. And all they said was 1974, 
So I don't know what time of year it is. But again, it's, it's not it's not December, January. Just saying. Yeah, the way she's walking around in that skirt, there's no way. You see? So Chris agrees to come over and the episode ends. Moral. I initially wanted mine to be mind your business, but I don't know that. You know, I I'm not one. the worst one here. So <laughs> what do you have? The best way to get over a man is to get under a new one. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. See? That's really it. Yeah. Any other questions, I, comments, concerns? No, I think I'm just trying to figure out, because sometimes the plot A and plot B like have a similar thing. I don't necessarily know what it would be for plot B to tie into plot A, because aside from the fact that they really foreshadowed Paige's future, which is very interesting, but <laughs> her, her being they? interested in her instructor Ooh. is, they touch on it, and it's like, mm. hmm, we'll see this again. Mm. Mm. Because why are you getting this flustered over grown Right? That's so weird. I always thought it was so weird when people thought the teachers were cute. Because right. I was like, this is a grown man. It's weird. Like, I don't want to yeah. get close to them because that's fucking weird, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, something does not click for that. And like, to be so nervous and stuff is just, okay, girl, go ahead and predict your future. So we see what you're into. Mm. But yes, all right. that's all I have. So next on Degrassi. Trigger warning. Manny worries that she might be pregnant with Craig's child after missing a period and having morning sickness. Meanwhile, Toby tries to find or to join JT in the in crowd by promising Jimmy that he can hack into the school's database and change his low math grade. I did begin this next on Degrassi with a trigger warning. Because of the subject matter in the next week's episode, feel free to tune in if you hear the trigger warning in the next week's episode. I don't feel like spoiling the whole episode, even though most people probably know what it's about. Feel free to tune in regardless, hear the trigger warning, decide whether or not you want to listen. But just wanted to give you that warning in advance. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Is Twitter going to die or not? Because it's still there. (laughs) Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes3 at 5 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on your airways this time next week. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.